Glory to God. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, because of the uh, air conditioning units are in, um, they're in a overdrive. Yeah, we're gonna just we're gonna turn off the um, projectors, which gives you an opportunity to open your Bibles and to to go through the scriptures with me. Amen. Um, and I'm, I had. <laughs> Yes, it is. I was asked. I just had to ask them to turn off the overhead uh, um, projectors because they're kicking off heat, also. So it's just going to help to reduce the heat that's being emitted and the air conditioning that kick in. Glory to God! And it's just such an easy convenience to have the words pop up on the screen, and I understand that. So I'll give a, a, some extra time to be, be able to flip through the scriptures. And all those that have been coming for Wednesday's discipleship, get a grip on a basics training, know that it takes time to help to, you know, disciple somebody and show them how to get to the scriptures. So we're going to allow some time for those that don't, uh, don't regularly visit the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Two plugs that I have to throw out there. One is for the uh, Wednesday, get a grip on the basics. It is such an awesome foundation. Amen. Amen. Yeah. An awesome foundation for the just uh, discipling. Uh, awesome foundation for us as disciples to get reminded of all the awesome things of the truths of the scripture, of who Jesus is, who we are as believers, as Christians. Amen. Amen. And uh, also, prayer. Prayer on Monday nights. Throwing the plug out there for that. Guys, I don't know, for those that do regular or do attend uh, the the corporate prayer, I know we have um, time, we have different things that that God kind of orchestrates and directs to give us things to pray for. And as the Holy Spirit is leading us, there might be other things that that we get spurred to pray con- concerning. And it, it's it's awesome to see the work of the Holy Ghost during the prayer meetings. Amen. In those times, there's sometimes where the Holy Spirit might just impress something in on your heart for you personally. Amen. Amen. And I just want to encourage you. Corporate prayer, personal prayer, is so important. Amen. Amen. Prayer time is is vital. This is not part of what God has put on my heart to to uh, to give today, but I just want to just talk, just mention some things about prayer. Prayer is is such an awesome place where we can get be given. The, 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 the important directions that we need for our lives now. Amen. Amen. And it's not just that place of just, just talking, 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 talking to God, talking to God, talking to God, talking to God, and just throwing, throwing everything that's on your plate at him. But give a moment to be able just to hear that still small voice on the inside. Because our mind's voices can be so loud. And our spirit is wanting to receive. Amen. 
And yeah, and speak. So, so be sensitive to hear the voice of God on the inside. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So, Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the prayer that Pastor had prayed concerning what's about to unfold. I ask you, Lord God, that you would help me to, to articulate what you're wanting to speak this morning. So, Holy Spirit, use me as the pen of a ready writer. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would just guide this time that we have together. We thank you for making it personal and intimate for each one here. That Holy Ghost, that you would allow us to, to be uh, just open to hear what you have to say. That our hearts would be open to receive what you have. That our minds would just be just, just open to receive the wisdom in your word. To receive the understanding that we need. The knowledge that we need. God, I just thank you that you are so awesome to us. That you would give us, Holy Spirit, to teach us, to lead us, to counsel us, guide us, correct us. So, Holy Spirit, have your way in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you would turn with me to Exodus. Exodus and chapter 2. I want to read through chapter 2 and point, possibly point out a couple things, but I want to lay foundation by reading chapter 2 because I want to see, I want to get to a, po- a point here towards the end of chapter 2. If you're there, if you could say amen. Exodus and chapter 2. I'm going to read from the New King James Version and maybe switch over to message on a couple occasions here. And a man of the house of Levi went and took as, uh, and took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Okay, thinking about this time and this era right, that was happening right now, Hebrews were slaves. Amen? Amen. Hebrews were slaves, but she still had compassion on this baby. That's, if I could say this, even though the baby did nothing to deserve it or anything like that, but this was God's favor on Moses. Right? Amen? Amen. Can I just take a, a, a moment? You 
and I have favor with God. A special grace, a special purpose that God has designed for you. A plan and a purpose that God has for you. Amen? Moses' plan and the purpose, and we know what it was. It was for that, that type, that shadow of what Jesus was, but that wasn't the reason why to just say, oh, here's a type and shadow. He was a deliverer for the people of God. Amen? Everybody with me? God had a plan and purpose for him. And part of the plan and purpose, unknowingly, by mom, is putting him in the river and God would unfold and allow the things to unfold for Moses to come about and for the plans and the purposes to take hold and, and, t- and, and fruition, amen, and things to happen. Start having faith for what God has for you, that the plans, the purposes that he's placed for you specifically if they have not already taken place and begun to uh, take motion have faith that god god's plans are now taking place and they're unfolding right now Amen. Amen. amen why wait for 10 20 more years believe for now amen if it's reaching the lost, the, 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 uh, the street people, start believing for the, the things, the plans, purposes of God to unfold now. If it's to reach the neighbors, your neighborhood, however it may be, start believing now that God's unfolding those plans and purposes. Yeah. Amen? Amen? If it's to have crusades, start believing now for God to unfold those plans and purposes. Amen? Amen? Believing is, is knowing that God's put something on your heart and now you're putting some action to it. And maybe you're the part of the, the taking the step is trusting that God, that you're doing things now and you're coming before him and you have it in front of your eyes, a reminder of constantly reminding you, this is what God's put on my heart. This is what God's put before me. This is what God has put on my heart to do for him now. Amen. Put it before you. Amen? Prioritize it. So that you'll begin to put action when, when you're thinking about the, those things. Prayer will just begin to build up on the inside of you. You'll begin to pray concerning those, those things that God's putting in your heart. Amen? There's a motion that has to take place, and there's a responsibility on our end for that motion to take place. God may put things on our heart, but they may just be seed that's just dead, just waiting to take root. And part of that root action is us giving the nurture to that seed. Prayer, word, thinking on the things of God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Verse 7, then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that she may nurse your, the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. So the, the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him and the child grew. 
And she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. Verse 11. Now it came to pass in those days, when Moses was grown, that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. And I know there's so many details that we can come up with and we can imagine, especially from the great Ten Commandments. Amen. Pastor refers to it all the time. Right? But Moses is now looking out at all the burdens of all his brethren, the Hebrews. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. Someone have a tissue? Right under your car. That's why you got up. Thanks, Bob. Thanks. So he saw one of the Egyptians beating one of his own brethren. You know what I love is the fact that there's something here that's stated in the Bible that it's so easy, it's so easy to take things personally when it's your blood relative. Amen. Amen. When your family's being attacked, it's so easy to rise up to defend your own blood relative. The Hebrew mindset is, you're Hebrew, you're blood relative, if I could say it that way. If we're sons and daughters of Christ, we're blood relatives. Right? Through the blood of Jesus, we are his sons and daughters, we're family. Amen? So when the Egyptian is hurting one another, if I could say it this way, Egypt being the type of the world, and when people of the type of the world are having an influence on one another, we should rise up with some righteous anger. Amen? There should be a little bit of righteous anger of, devil, you're not doing this to my brother or to my sister. Amen? There should be something that rises up that you're getting angry at what the enemy is trying to do to uh, the ones here in this household or the ones that are outside of this house that you know is, is your brother, your, your sister in the Lord. Amen? We're a family here. God has brought us together for a reason. Right? If the enemy is doing something to one another, get angry. Okay, it is okay to angry, to be angry, especially against sin, especially against what the devil is trying to do and attack us. Amen. Because I believe the word says, do not sin in your anger, right? How can you be sinning if you're angry against the enemy? Don't get me wrong. You could probably do things and say things that might be sin against God, but in it, let purity, let holiness, let righteousness prevail. Amen. So get angry against the things of the enemy, against the devil. 
Something rose up in Moses. Now he was brought up in, in an Egyptian home, and, and now he's at this place of, these are my brethren. And there was like something going off. He's seeing the different things that, that, that are taking place, and the Egyptians now beating one of his own. Again, verse 11 now came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out to his brethren and looked at the burdens and they saw Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and that way. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and had hidden, hid him in the sand. He didn't know what to do. He was so frustrated, so angry of what was taking place. His heart was torn because of his own brethren getting beaten. Looking around like what to do, what to do. So he took care of business in the way that he knew how to. Was it necessarily the right way? Not necessarily the right way. But he didn't know any different. You with me? He didn't know what to do. How to, he, he wasn't being led by God at this point. If I could say it this way. Amen? It wasn't like that still small voice on the inside, go kill him. <laughs> right? He's trying to, if, if I could say it this way, there was something that God was doing on the inside of Moses to help him see his spiritual identity. And when he went out on the second day, behold, two Hebrew men were fighting. Verse 13. And he said to the one, who did the wrong? Why are you striking your companion? Then he said, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Did you indeed, uh, did you indeed to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? So Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. This thing that I did is definitely known. And what happened? When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Now the priests of Midian had seven daughters. And they came and drew water. And they filled the troughs with, uh, to water their father's flock. Then the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. When they came to uh, Ruel, their father, he said, how is it that you've come so soon today? One man doing much work and helping the seven daughters, amen? And he helped get plenty done quickly. So they arrive home early. And they said, an Egyptian delivered us from the hands of the shepherds. And he also drew enough water for us and watered the flock. So he said to his daughters, and where is, where is he? Why is it that you've left the man? Call him that he may eat bread. Then Moses was content to live with the man. And the man gave Zipporah, his daughter, to Moses. She bore him a son. He called his name Gershom. 
For he said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. Now, it happened in a process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out. And their cry came up to God because of the bondage. I hope everyone sees this and, and can take this as what's taking place now in the United States of America. Guys, there is so much bondage that God's people are in. There is so much bondage right now that believers are caught up in. There has to be a cry of our hearts for our brothers, our sisters, that, that the bondage that they're in. I'm going to say this. Most of it is self-inflicted. But there's such a bondage that the body of Christ has come under and put itself under. Amen? We need to unite our hearts and pray fervently for our country. Amen. This saturate that we're that we're beginning. This is a, a way, a way to reach our community. Even there's believers out there in these communities that are backslidden. Believers that are that have lost their their spiritual fight, have lost their spiritual fervor if I could say it this way. There's people out there, they're believers that that need to be touched. They won't go to the, a, a local congregation to, because they're, 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 they're done with the fight that's in their heart, in their spirit, in their minds, and they're just done. So they've given up. There's many out there. And God's made a way for them to be reached. So putting packets together may not seem important. Going out and putting hangers on, on doors might not seem important. But the information that hopefully and prayerfully, that faithfully as we're praying for that information to reach people's hands, that, that they would take it and see what's in it. Because there's people's lives that need to be touched. And maybe this is the answer that they're looking for. From the cry of their heart, the desperation of their heart, not knowing how to get through for another day. Knowing their past and what God has done and, and their life, of giving their lives to the Lord. But yet the fight was so strong and nobody was there to be able to stand with them. Or they didn't open up to allow somebody to stand with them. And the fight was so unbearable that they began to do what? To not stand anymore. And just give in. Give up, give in. But we are given hope to the lost, to the backslidden. Amen. And this is a way that we can reach out. Is this a saturation message? We'll make it part of that. But God has given us a, a, a way to be able to express the love of God. Express the anointing of God. Express the power of God in people's homes. Amen. 
By doing what? Putting material, information that is power-packed, anointed to break bondages off people's lives. A simple way to reach out to our community. Communities. But this nation is being touched with, with, this, with, with the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. The nation. That's the hope. That's the prayer of the founders of, this, of the saturation that putting everything together is that the nation, the United States, would be touched with the gospel of Jesus. Such a simple way to do it. But it takes work. It takes effort. It takes prayer. Amen. So what happened in verse 24? So God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel And God acknowledged them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God acknowledged them. You know, there's a point in time where enough's enough. And God says, you know what? I've heard the cry. I've heard what I've heard the cry of the heart of my children. Is it the cry of, of, of the anguish and the pain and everything? Absolutely. God hears the cry. God hears it, but it's when the heart begins to turn and change to, I'm tired of all this. I'm tired of this. God, where are you? God, what's going on? And there's a change of, of just going through the motions and all that, but there's a heart now that's turned towards him. And that's, what's catching his attention. He's hearing the groanings. God, where are you? God, where are you? Why are we suffering? Why are we going through this? And it's now gripping the heart of God and he's now responding. Amen. Church, it's time for us to cry out like never before for our brothers and sisters across this nation our, 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 to cry out for this nation, for all the spiritual tragedies that are happening across this land. Amen. To cry out for this whole na- the one nation under God, right? Cry out for this nation. Let God hear our hearts and the the desperation of how much we need him. God will respond. Exodus chapter 3. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Can I ask you this? How is it that Moses, in his journey, leading the flock along the desert, going this way, that way, coming to the mountain of God, who called it the mountain of God? And what was the uh, reason of why Moses ended up there? Isn't it interesting how d- despite despite Old Testament, New Testament, that God orchestrates and brings people to that place where he wants to meet with them. 
It's, it's, it's fascinating. Can I tell you this? This is the journey that you and, you and I are on. Good News Family Worship Center is coming to that place where God is wanting to meet us. God is wanting to meet us. Why? Because there's a delivering power that God wants us to allow to be used to deliver ones from the hand of the enemy. Amen? We know that Moses is a type and shadow of Christ, right? The deliverer of the Hebrews. But Jesus being the deliverer of all mankind. This is the authority. This is the, 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 the power that God has given to us as his body working together to do like Christ. And that's to deliver ones from the hand of the enemy. Yeah. Right? This is the journey that we're, that we're now on, coming to the mountain of God. Coming to Horeb. And it's just amazing how God is orchestrating. We have getting the grips on, getting a grip on the basics. We have saturate coming. It's like God is putting things together for something powerful to happen in this congregation. It's like there's a building up of his anointing for such a great breakthrough. It's been preached. It's been taught. It's been thought. It's been exercised from time to time. But there's something that God is doing for breakthrough when it comes to reaching the lost. Glory to God. How many are ready for that? Verse 2, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked. Moses looked. And behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn. This is what God is getting to us this morning. He's looking for us to chase after him. To come to that place to see his sign. His wonder. In that personal place. In that personal time with him. Moses wasn't just just. Bringing sheep, you know, just wandrously without any aim, mission. Here was something stirring in Moses. There was something going on. There was a, something driving on the inside. To bring him to the... Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. It's hot in here, so glory to God. I'm just going to sweat. But there is something that... that that was driving on the inside of Moses. And there's something that God is doing on the inside of this congregation to bring us to a place to be passionate, to search for him in the intimate place, in our prayer time, in our word time. So we could see that, that moment where he begins to speak to, to get our attention 
to grab our attention in that personal time. That's where we need to turn to get get that hunger stirred on the inside of us. That hunger for more of more of him in that intimate place to look look for him speaking. Look for his heart just wanting to connect to our heart. There should be a drive on the inside. God, what do you want from me? What do you want to speak to me? What do you want to tell me today? What do you want to speak to my heart this morning? What do you want to just tell me about this day? God, what is it that you want to just impart into my heart? There should be a want, a desire, a drive to see him speak. And this is the awesome point of what we see God unfold to Moses. Because the angel of the Lord spoke. But as soon as Moses turned his heart to the angel speaking, the, the... the sent one from God speaking. He had Moses' attention. God was given the angel first to see how Moses would respond. Once he had his heart turned towards, towards this fascinating thing that was happening, to that still small voice on the inside of you and I, when we're reading the word or when we're in prayer and we hear God speaking to us, now he's got our attention. And what happens? God then begins to download, begins to give so, so many important things and wants to give us a, a, a treasure for what's going to take place. Come on. I now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God is looking for ones that are wanting to look towards him, look for him, searching for him, who are willing to just open their eyes to look and gaze at him. God called to him from the midst of the bush and he said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. For he was afraid to look upon God. He wasn't afraid to look at the angel, right? But when God spoke with authority, he had to hide himself because he was afraid. There's a fear of, this, of God, not in terror, but of how holy he was. But God's looking for us to seek, to look, look for him. Gaze upon him. We can go on and read and continue to read on. But this is the point that the Holy Spirit is wanting to to make. Gaze upon the Lord. Look for his appearance in your daily time. 
the devotions are, are awesome. It helps to encourage, helps to build faith. It helps to stir us up. But gaze for his presence. Gaze, look for his presence. Look for that voice on the inside. Look for that appointed time with him so that he can speak. If I could say this, that the word, of, when we're reading the word of God, doing our devotions, it helps, right, to stir our faith, to help to stir up our spirit, man. It helps strengthen our mind and our thoughts and all that. If I could say this, there's a quickening when the presence of God is there. There's a quickening when God begins to speak to our hearts. What happened to Moses? Moses comes off and he was white, bright, brilliant, right? Because of the glory of God. Because of the presence of God. There was a change on the inside when God began to speak. Amen? When we read the word of God, there is a change that begins to happen on the inside, in our minds, in our hearts, our spirit. But when his voice begins to speak in the words that we're reading, when his voice begins to speak when we're in prayer, there's a quickening of the glory of God that begins to unfold in our lives. Amen? I'm not saying just look for the quickening, look for the quickening, look for the quick, but look for his presence, look for his voice in that intimate time. This is vital and important in these times in, that we're in at Good News Family Worship Center. Why? Not just so we can look bright, but because we're getting to that place of intimacy and personal relationship so intimate with God that we need His intimacy. We need the intimacy with God to reach the loss, to keep ourselves guarded. To keep our hearts guarded, our minds guarded, because when the voice of God is speaking in our lives, it helps to bring a greater assurance, a greater protection over our thoughts and our minds because of the experience that we're having with Him. The intimacy that we're having with Him. Are you hearing me? It's vital and important because when we're going into the lowly places, meeting with the lowly hearted, those that are going through the muck and the yuck and the junk and all that stuff, our hearts need to be pure. Our hearts need to be uh, just, uh, just completely filled with the fear of God, filled with his holiness, filled with his glory for our protection. We've heard it so many times, the dove that goes in a heap of ash and comes out untainted. We need to have ourselves protected for when we're going down in the ash to help to bring people out. Are you hearing me? We need to keep our spiritual... Our spirit, soul, mind, body, everything protected. This is a preparation message, people. This is a preparation message. This I love because God's glory can be so uh, 
uh, uh, tangible in our lives. We know what ha- began to happen when Paul began to preach and began to minister, right? In Acts chapter 19, when they began to take aprons and the ha- handkerchiefs and all that stuff that Paul was wearing and had on him. And people were being healed, delivered from material. Well, for ones that would want to receive. <laughs> but the things that Paul had on him, there was an anointing. Why? It wasn't Paul. It wasn't uh, because Paul was such a powerful preacher or teacher. It was because of what was taking effect from him following after the voice of God on the inside. The change that was happening on the side, it was the anointing of God that was filling Paul and filling him so much that it was just overflowing out of him. If I could say it this way, it was like he was a sponge and he couldn't contain any more of the anointing of God. So it began to seep into all the things that he was wearing and people were taking those little garments and those little handkerchiefs and all those things and they were putting them on people and they were being healed, delivered. Anointing transferred. Anointing transferred. The presence of God, the, the, the power of God, the glory of God transferred. Read it for yourselves, Acts chapter 19. I'm not making it up. Transferred in a cloth. Everyone knows what this is, right? This is a packet, very similar to what we're going to be putting together for Saturate. Be filled. So filled that when these things are being put together, glory to God, I thank you, Father God, for this person, this household, this this family being completely just, just, just saturated with your anointing. Saturate it with your glory and your power that God, that there, if there's any hand that the enemy has on them, that they cannot see from this at, up to this point, that God, that you would remove the blinders off their eyes so that they would see and to see the truth of your gospel, see the truth of who you are, God, that you're a loving God, that God, you want to change them from the inside out, God. That you want their heart to be completely turned towards you. You want their minds completely turned towards you. That God, that you would break the bondage of the enemy. That's the anointing power. It's not just going through motions, putting information. But we're believing that the anointing of God transfers in material things. Amen? Because we're not there to be by their side, to give them their, their sippy cup and put the binky in their mouth. But there's information to help to lead them to bring them to this congregation, to other congregations that we unite with. Amen. But to give them a place to be able to reach back to. To find out how they can grow, how they can be taught. And all these things about who God is. There's basic things to lead them into salvation. 
But we need to be prepped, prepared to be able to disciple these people. Have faith that people are going to respond. That it's not just going to be an empty evangelistic move that we go through. But that this is God-ordained and orchestrated. But your personal time and personal prayer and, and intimacy with God affects what your hands touch, where your feet go, what you're believing for. Amen? We're going to reach the, our, our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria with the gospel. United, not just this uh, group of people here in this congregation, but with others to be able to reach the six. Uh, no, no, no. This is what we're, what we're five zip codes that were influenced to touch. 120 million people. And we have part. Hallelujah. Guys, it's just a way. And for anyone that's never gone out to evangelize, to do anything like that, this is a, an, a way to step out of the comfort zone. Putting packets together. Seeing what this, pa- seeing what this packet is. Seeing the information. Would you like to know God personally? Dreams. What are about dreams? People are interested about this. Who, is he, who was he? A film and different things about Jesus and who he is. Amen. Information. But when God's behind it. Yeah. And we're believing in faith. Hallelujah. Trusting that whoever gets this information. That God you will put seed in their heart, that you'll water the seed with this information or you'll bring them in. You'll bring them into the kingdom. The kingdom of God. And putting things together, putting a packet together and walking out and putting them on doors. So important. It's so important. It's putting information and putting the gospel in people's hands. Amen. Again, a way, not the way, a way. A way for the way. But guys, I just want to encourage you. Don't pass it up. Don't pass up the opportunity for any part of this. Putting it together, putting it out there. This is our opportunity to reach our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And prayerfully, don't wait for corporate prayer. We prayed concerning this this past Monday night, concerning saturate uh, and reaching our neighborhoods. We prayed for this congregation to be stirred up with, by the power of God. We prayed for this congregation for to be impacted. We prayed against the, the, the attacks of the enemy. This, I'm telling you, this is what we prayed for and have been praying for on corporate prayer, prayer nights. Praying for our government. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. But this is our time. Not Good News Family Worship Center. Our time as the body of Christ. To bring this nation back. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that you have given us an opportunity, and especially with the Saturate program that's coming up. That God, we just ask you that you would stir our hearts concerning this. God, put that, put that burden in our heart to want to reach the lost. To begin to evangelize like we've never evangelized. God, I thank you for your anointing on the, the packets and all the, the information that's going to be being delivered. Yes, Lord. We unite our hearts and our faith. God, give us boldness. We ask in Jesus' mighty name. Holy Spirit, stir us with boldness. Stir us with faith. Stir us with, with just, a, 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 just a, a righteous indignation against the enemy. And the attacks on his land. Holy Spirit, help us to just be stirred with a compassion and love for the lost, for the hurting, the broken. For our brothers and sisters that have walked away from, from the Lord. Holy Spirit, put just a, such a, a, a hunger to see your hand on their lives, changing them, touching them. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus, would you be glorified? Glorified in this, that Lord God, that you would receive all honor, all glory to your name. We thank you for all that you're about to unfold in this congregation, stirring us, strengthening us, growing us into a mature body. In Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord, for what's about to happen. So from this point until we get the materials, God, we're going to continue to stay faithfully in prayer concerning this. Amen. To saturate your anointing on this 